Hello Cryptonauts, today is October 14th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats, starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $11,444.96 with a 0.4% gain. Second place, Ethereum, settling at $374.44 with a 1.4% gain. Third place, USDT Tether settling at $1 with a no gain, no loss. Fourth place, XRP Ripple settling at $0.24 with a 0.3% loss. Fifth place, Bitcoin Cash settling at $246.23 with a 0.6% loss. Sixth place, Binance Coin settling at $29.93 with a 2.1% loss. Seventh place, Chainlink settling at $10.70 with a 0.4% loss. 8th place, Polkadot, settling at $4.04 with a 0.8% loss. 9th place, Cardano, settling at $0.10 with a 1% gain. 10th place, Litecoin, settling at $47.08 with a 0.2% loss. Alright, Cryptonauts, that is your top 10 daily stats. Your overall total market cap is at $363.4 billion, up by 0.3%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Matt Husey. Monero leads privacy coin rally as COVID-19 vaccine hopes fade. While Amazon and Apple helped prop up stocks in the US, Asia and European markets opened down as COVID-19 vaccines struggles to make it through tests. The caution came after Johnson & Johnson said its COVID-19 Phase 3 trial had been paused due to an unexplained illness. While markets opened, the PAX European stocks 600 was down 0.6%, Germany's DAX uh, dropped by 1.1%, and France's CAC 40 was down 0.8%. The FTSE 100 was down by 0.6% in London. Market watchers were hoping Q3's earnings season would bring some uh, some cheer as JP Morgan Chase and Citigroup both announced better quarters than expected. But markets didn't take it that way. As investors as investors fear uh, another quarter of of dampened economic activity will put institutions other further strain. The S&P 500 was down by 0.3%. Dow Jones slid lower by 0.4%. The only positive note was NASDAQ, which closed up 0.3%. Alright, next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Crypto Exchange builds Bitcoin wallet with fingerprint recognition. Crypto Exchange Gate.io has launched its hardware wallet, the Wallet S1, to strengthen the safety, security, and storage of a user's private keys. The firm said in a release shared with Decrypt. Based in Hong Kong, Gate.io facilities uh, facilitates over $63 million daily on its crypto listings and aims to further its security practices for clients with the new hardware wallet offering. Per the release, the Wallet S1 is a private key safekeeping solution for customer funds featuring an inbuilt display with fingerprint recognition. 
This creates a unique password for each holder as no individual shares the same fingerprints instead of the need to memorize complicated passwords which can theoretically be brute forced. The private key is locked in the hardware itself, safely away from the internet and it makes it more convenient in signature signing when the user makes a daily use transfer. Marie Tateboot CMO at gate.io said in a statement. Okay, that's that looks pretty cool. That looks pretty cool. I like that. There's an image here. Looks pretty cool. Alright, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Ethereum blockchain gets new language called Faye. Christopher Bergdorf, a software engineer at Ethereum Foundation, has announced a new smart contract programming language called dubbed Fay or Fee. Fee? No, Fay. F-E. That is currently in development. The majority of applications deployed on the Ethereum network these days are written in Solidity. We believe that Solidity team is doing a great job and are, clearing, are clearly doing a lot of things right now to maintain their current market shares. However, we also believe that more choices for developers will be a net positive for the ecosystem, Bergdorf wrote yesterday. Crypto commentators were in, a, in accord. New languages for smart contracts should bring competition to more developers into EVM. I am glad to see growth here with Fay language and Viper. Avoiding, avoiding a monoculture around solidity seems ideal at this stage of game, Ross Campbell, the legal engineer at OpenLaw, told Decrypt. All right. New language. Okay, cool. So let's see. What was it again? It was uh, Fay and Viper. Alright, next news written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Binance puts $350,000 in six months uh, in six DeFi projects via $100 million fund. Crypto exchange Binance today announced a $350,000 investment into six DeFi projects as part of its $100 million accelerator fund, it said in a release shared with Decrypt. The $100 million accelerator fund was launched in September to jumpstart developers' efforts on DeFi products and contribute towards building a new decentralized financial ecosystem. We launched the $100 million accelerator fund to further support the development of high-quality DeFi products that contribute to building the industry's infrastructure and technologies to better unlock DeFi's potential, explained Binance founder and CEO Shangpeng Zhao in a statement. The six blockchain products AnySwap, Arcane Network, BakerySwap, BitQuery, PancakeSwap, and Proxima run on the Binance Smart Chain, the exchange's own blockchain network that features low network fees and three-second block times. Wow. Pretty cool. Next news, written by Scott Cipollina. Grayscale secures over $1 billion in Q3 cryptocurrency investments. Digital currency asset manager Grayscale Investments today announced its digital asset investment report for Q3 of this year. The company revealed it had raised $1.05 billion in its investment products. In the lead in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust with an inflow of just under $720 million this quarter. However, demand for other Grayscale products has grown, with a total of 31% in inflow accounts for Q3 coming from products other than Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Among other products, the highest increase have been reported in the Grayscale Bitcoin Cash Trust, the Grayscale Litecoin Trust, and the Grayscale Digital Large Cap Fund. Additional products provide exposure to Ethereum, XRP, and Zcash, to name a few. As Decrypt reported, Grayscale's Ethereum Trust recently became the second crypto-focused trust fund to become an SEC reporting company after Grayscale's Bitcoin Fund became the first. Wow, that's a lot of money. Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Tesla giveaway scam sucks a whole Bitcoin from its victim. <clears throat> a giveaway scam claimed another victim today after someone ended up sending a whole Bitcoin 
worth $11,300 to its address according to an on-chain alert service scam alert. The transaction occurred when someone sent Bitcoin to an address linked to teslafreegift.com, a site registered this October which is not connected to the official Tesla company. The address has received over 0.9 Bitcoin from other victims and holds over 18,000 worth of Bitcoins as of press time. A total of 24 payments has been made to the address with an average transaction of $787 as tracked by ScamAlert. The modus operandi is usually as follows. The scammer builds out a fake Twitter account and latches on the comments of tweets put out by popular Twitter users. The scammer comments are usually a variation of send one Bitcoin, receive two back and in some cases are immediately retweeted and commented with positive feedback but other scammers control the accounts to boost their legitimacy. The intent the attend is, however, never an act of benevolence. Hmm. That's all bad. Be very, very careful, right? Tessafreegifts.com is a scam. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Even more Satoshi-era Bitcoin moves. What's going on? Another batch of 50 Bitcoin that has been lying dormant since 2010 and is worth around $570,000 today was moved today according to Blockchain.com. The Block Explorer's data shows that these 50 coins were first transferred to an address on November 9, 2010 as a Coinbase transaction. This means the Bitcoin was a block reward received by a miner. The wallet hadn't received or sent any transaction until today. The only exception is... 0.00000547 BTC that was sent to the address in late August as part of a spam-like transaction aimed at over 300 different wallets. Most likely, that was a so-called dusting attack, primarily used by malicious actors to trace BTC movements. Today, the coins have been transferred to three different addresses, two Betch32 uh, with a SegWit format and one P2S8 mainly used for multi-signatures and non-native SegWit transactions. The transfers the transfer were 30.16, 12.48, twelve point forty-eight, and 7.34 BCC in size. Upon confirmation, the new wallet split the coins into two to three additional transactions each and sent them to further down the line. Wow. Is Satoshi alive? Is Satoshi real? Is Satoshi back? Who could it be? Daniel Phillips is the next uh, article written by uh, Trezor Bitcoin Wallet Users Get a Desktop App. Satoshi Labs, the parent firm behind Trezor line of cryptocurrency hard wallets, has launched a desktop client known as Trezor Suite. As per a recent blog post, Trezor Suite is designed to improve the Trezor user experience by providing a more consistent experience across both desktop and mobile platforms. The new desktop application offers improvements in three key areas, security, usability, and privacy. It eliminates the risk of phishing attacks by allowing users to manage their funds without using their internet browser and also features a number of user interface improvements to help make managing cryptocurrencies a simpler task. This includes a new account and coin management system that improves hidden wallets, i.e. passphrase management tools. Cool. Alright, next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. Coinbase holds more than $11 million of Bitcoin in cold storage. Wow. Let's see here. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase holds approximately 994,904 Bitcoin in cold storage, according to Chaininfo, a Bitcoin a a analytics platform. By today's prices, 
that this amounts to over 11 billion billion dollars the amount of bitcoin held by coinbase and cold storage has actually decreased since the end of last year in december 2019 it was reported that coinbase was holding 966,230 bitcoin yet bitcoin's price has grown significantly since then up to its current value of eleven thousand four hundred twenty dollars and as bitcoin's price continues to rise coinbase reserves grow more valuable by the day wow that's a lot of money lots of monies next news written by robert stevens Crypto exchanges prep for Filecoin's long-awaited mainnet launch. Filecoin, the distributed file sharing that lets users rent out other people's computer space, will launch its its long-awaited mainnet and along with it, its token file tomorrow. At precisely block 148,888, predicted to be mined tomorrow, the network will launch. As of this writing, we're at block 148,197. The event marks one of the most highly anticipated launches on the crypto industry in some time. And rather than waiting for the network and its token to go live, some exchanges are already preparing to list the coin. Kraken, Gemini, and Huobi are some of the most prominent crypto exchanges in the industry are confirmed to support the coin at launch. Decrypt has asked other major cryptocurrency exchanges if they will support the coin at launch and will update this piece should we hear back. Further futures for Filecoin, i.e. contracts that will deliver tokens upon launch tomorrow trade for $32 at the moment, with a daily trading volume of $36 million according to metric site CoinGecko. Wow. That's really cool. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, they've been building the Filecoin platform for a long, long time, for a few years. They're finally coming out. Finally. I, I You know, um, for a while there, I was using, I was, I was mining, or I was renting my 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 uh, my hard drive to uh, to earn storage tokens, stor- storage coins, and uh, I made some, I made some good coin off of that, so I'm happy about that. Um, I'm sure it's still out there, but obviously not as popular as uh, Filecoin at this time because you know it's been a while, right? And Filecoin's the new fresh thing. Next news written by Jason Nelson. The 10 Most Anticipated Bitcoin-Friendly Cities in America Report Los Angeles is the most Bitcoin-loving city in the U.S., according to a new report by Poker.org that analyzed which cities in the United States had the most Bitcoin-friendly businesses. Los Angeles leads the country with 17 businesses that accept Bitcoin, followed by New York with 13, San Jose with 6, Houston, San Francisco, Boston, Fort Worth, which... Uh, with five each, and Dallas, Seattle, and Washington, D.C. with four each. The heat map of the nonprofit website CoinMap.org shows where the majority of these businesses are located, as other crypto-related stuff, such as Bitcoin dispensing ATM machines. Not surprisingly, the largest cluster are on the East Coast and West Coast of the United States. Poker.org, an online news site dedicated to gambling and gaming, began tracking the development of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in the gaming industry earlier this year. That led to its report, Cryptocurrencies Buying Trends. This site also analyzed the Yelp profiles of brick-and-mortar companies that claim to accept Bitcoin. The majority were florists, restaurants, fashion retails, and game stores, according to the report. Pretty cool, pretty cool. All right. Next news written by Robert Stevens. How law enforcement can detect if criminals are using crypto. Blockchain forensics firm CypherTrace today published a helpful guide for law enforcement to help recognize when cryptocurrencies are involved in criminal investigations. Most of its advice, however, will be very obvious to anyone with a primitive understanding of cryptocurrencies, but it could be helpful for a clueless investigator not yet introduced to the crypto parade, and we're not here to pass judgment on uh, forthright limbs of the law. 
According to Cypher Trace, sheriffs and detectives world, worldwide should pay close attention if busting a criminal does not result in a huge cash seizure. This could mean that criminals have discovered the bountiful promise of the immutable ledger and are using it to obscure the flow of stolen funds. Cypher Trace's first tip for law enforcement is to check whether criminals have installed cryptocurrency wallets on their phones or computers. These could either be software wallets or cryptocurrency exchanges that are accessing that are accessing through their devices, it said. This is because everyone needs a crypto wallet to send and receive cryptocurrency. The blockchain forensic firms also devises that law enforcement check authenticator apps since they often provide clues as to the wallets used by criminals. Photos and screenshots are useful too. Next up is Pocket Litter that contains seemingly random words, paper, strange diaries, trash, and the like. This is because these words, usually 12, but sometimes up to 33, could form seed phrases for crypto wallets. Other pocket letters include Bitcoin ATM receipts found on any criminals dumping uh, dumb enough to leave a paper trail for paperless money. <laughs> yeah. Next news written by Cypher Trace. No, what? What did I just say? No, hold on. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Crypto startup brings 401k style automated investing to DeFi. What? That's awesome. Okay, what is this? So you want to invest in DeFi but either can't or don't want to interact with each of the gazillion protocols that have launched since yesterday. Blockchain infrastructure companies Block thinks it can help. Block helmed by early Bitcoin Core developer Jeff Garzik today announced Vesper, a tool for automating DeFi transactions based on individual investment goals. For anyone who invested in mutual funds, this concept isn't much different. By the analogy, Block Chef Communications Officer Phil Gomes told Decrypt, this is similar to a 401k where the assets are easily uh, describable. And you just kind of set and forget after making your deposit. The only instead of funds users put their money into, holding pools for ETH, WBTC, and USDC stablecoins, their money is sent to other DeFi protocols, and in addition to the interest they earn on their investments, they get back Vesper governance token in return. Okay, well, I mean... Honestly, I don't like that. I don't. I don't want to receive other tokens. I want to receive like kind. That's why I like. That's why I like Celsius Network because I, I receive like kind tokens. If I put my Bitcoin in there, I want to earn interest on my Bitcoin. If I put Ethereum on there, I want to earn Ethereum, and so on and so forth. That's why I like Celsius. That's why I highly recommend it. That's why I have a referral code. You know, that's why I'm always telling everybody that's that's check it out. Just check it out, and it's free. Free fees, deposit and withdrawals. All right. All you do is you're just earning interest on it. That's it. Can't go wrong with that. Next news, written by the Defiant, Coinbase on Layer Two is latest in Ethereum scaling boom. There's been quite an explosion on of Ethereum scaling developments this past week, with the latest and arguably biggest one announced yesterday. Coinbase Wallet is integrating with Optimism's optimistic rollup testnet. Coinbase Wallet is the U.S. exchange's non-custodial wallet and DApp browser, and the integration will allow users to view their balance and send transactions on Optimism's testnet, according to the post. Exchanges and DApps moving into Layer 2 solutions that enables increased throughput and reduced congestion on the Ethereum network will be key for Ethereum's long-term growth. Even with today's niche user base, gas fees, and confirmation time skyrocketed, at the highest of the yield farming craze, to the point of pricing out anyone uh, anyone transacting with smaller amounts. Coinbase is the second major centralized exchange after Bitfinex to announce plans to take part of the transactions off the Ethereum mainnet. Um, Bitfinex is in the process of integrating with OMG's off-chain scaling solutions called More Viable Plasma. 
Layer 2 scaling solutions are technologies that, that remove some of the com uh, computation that's on-chain and take it off-chain so that the network can be faster. Optimism users optimistic rollups one of these Layer 2 solutions. Okay, pretty cool. And I actually, I do use a Coinbase wallet, so I'm kind of, I'm interested in that. Let's check it out, all right? Next news. Written by Alexander Bechrans. DeFi Pulse now grades decentralized finance risk. Crypto investors have a new reference point for evaluating decentralized finance products thanks to, to new risk indicator from DeFi Pulse. DeFi Pulse announced on Tuesday the release of DeFi Pulse Economic Safety Grade, developed in partnership with blockchain simulation platform Gauntlet Networks, to give a user a better way to understand the risks they're taking when locking value in DeFi protocols. The economic safety grade is calculated on a scale from 0 to 100 and measures a protocol's risk of insolvency with higher scores indicating a safer investment. It's another sign of the industry working to break the mainstream and become more accessible to novice users. DeFi is short for decentralized finance, is an emerging industry based on a variety of blockchain-based protocols that use codes known as smart contracts to provide financial services like loans or interest rates. Instead of relying on centralized third parties like traditional banks, DeFi protocol use valuable contributed value contri contributed by users in the form of cryptocurrency deposits to provide financial services. Users receive interest income in return. All right, next news. Written by Liam Frost. Morgan Creek CEO Bitcoin lets you exit fiat fiasco. Mark Yusko, CEO and founder of Morgan Creek Capital, has argued that Bitcoin's limited supply makes it much more appealing, appealing crypto, uh, more appealing currency than fiat money, which can be created by banks out of thin air and thereby devalued. His thoughts came out on the Dash Brazil podcast published yesterday. Yusko explained that while he is not a hater of banks and fractional reserve system per se, he is against how central banks create money and distribute it, in, distribute it to the wealthy. Quote, the central banks print the money, they give it to the primary, primary dealers which are controlled by the rich guys, those guys sell it to the treasury for profit and so bail out the banks, but none of that money gets, gets its way into the middle America. No lending is occurring, no growth is occurring, no innovation is occurring, no wealth creation is occurring, said Yusko. So the devaluation that currency, whether it's analog form, electronic form, or digital form, form uh, fiat is fiat, and it's bad, he added. In contrast, Bitcoin and some other cryptocurrencies have a hard-coded max supply limit that can't be created indefinitely. A cryptocurrency allows you to opt out for uh, opt out opt out of the fiat fiasco and have an asset that has a fixed supply then there's oh we can create lots of cryptocurrencies no you can't each cryptocurrency has a us user user base and has a use case it can be used as a medium of exchange and bitcoin for example is not a good medium of exchange it's too slow but it's a but it's a feature not a bug he said that is true that is, that's, a, that's why it's a store of value. That's why I keep telling everyone, hodl your sets. Hodl, hodl, hodl. Don't trade it, you know, just hodl it. It's going to cost you more fees to, to trade and the chances of you actually making coin in return from trading, from my experience, is not so good. Maybe you're a better trader, but uh, from my experience and from many, many, many other people that I've talked to in the, in the crypto space, they've also had a lot of bad experiences. So, hodl, hodl, hodl. Next news written by Alexander Behrens. 
Coinbase paying users to learn about DeFi products compound. I've already done this. So <laughs> I think I did this like in the first day it came out. It's interesting how they're just barely writing an article on this. Uh, Coinbase users can now get a guided introduction in one of the most active sectors of the world of DeFi thanks to additional thanks to the addition of Compound to the Coinbase Earn program. Coinbase today announced Compound and the Comp token to the Coinbase Earn program, a series of guided tasks that teach users how to earn interest and participate in decentralized governance of the DeFi protocol. Compound's inclusion add further weight to weight to Coinbase's efforts to onboard DeFi token co uh, customers. It already has uh, lessons on protocols such as Loan Service Maker DAO, which I've already done as well, and Decentralized Exchange Kyber Network and Zero X. See, so that's another referral code I recommend is uh, Coinbase. Um, it's it's free crypto, 100% free. All you do, you're just spending like two or three minutes to watch these videos. You answer a question or two, and they give you like two, three, four, five dollars worth of crypto. I mean, I, I think at one point, I think I earned up to like ten bucks. 10 bucks in crypto for free just for watching these videos and learning something about these protocols you know it's free so that's why i refer them as well um on top of that it's easy to to onboard with with uh, with coinbase so check them out next news written by robert stevens DeFi drama uniswap governance proposal sparks controversy drama hits DeFi again this time over concerns that that dharma a a ported through decentralized exchange Uniswap misled people into voting for a proposal that would allow a few companies to steamroll the network into passing any proposals they like. Much of it would bluster, of course, but the debacle pressed on open wounds in Uniswap's fledging governance system. Dharma on Monday proposed the lower uh, to lower the threshold for submitting a proposal to alter the network from 10 million uni to 3 million. It also wants to lower the amount of. Uh oh, I got sneeze. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'm gonna pause this. All right, that was a good sneeze. Okay, uh, where was I? Dharma on Monday proposed to lower the threshold from submitting a proposal to alter the network from 10 million uni to 3 million. It also wants to lower the amount of uni the community must stake to pass the vote from 40 million uni to 30 million. Ah, uh, I see, said the blind cat. Gotta be very careful with that, because you're gonna get some whales coming in there and making their own, making their own rules. You don't want that. Next news, written by Jeff Benson, economist and anarchist collide in, cypher, in cypherpunk's documentary. What? I want to watch this. Oh, there it is. There's a link to the video. Awesome. Magazine and website Reason is known for its libertarian philosophy. This month, it's turning its focus on the cypher, cypherpunk movement. Last week, Reason debuted a four-part video documentary series which tells the story of the movement through the people who started it. The second episode in a series went live today. The story starts in the 1980s when a loose collective of privacy advocates joined together around and as the documentary as the documentary puts it bleh, a shared belief that the internet would either demolish society's artificial walls or lay the groundwork for, for an Orwellian state no surprises they were pushed for the former and they thought cryptography was the way forward which is why they they were a key cog in the creation of bitcoin Though it's unclear whether Bitcoin founder Satoshi Nakamoto was a cypherpunk, Hal Finney and other early BTC adopters were. Part 1 of the dot, uh, dot set the scene by exploring the tensions between two groups in the movement, the crypto anarchists led by Timothy May and the high-tech uh, Hankins. Hankins? Hankins, represented by the economist 
Phil Salen, who founded an early forerunner to eBay and other peer-to-peer e-commerce sites. All right, well, there you go. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's called uh, Before the Web. All right. Next news written by Jeff Benson. Twitter explains why Hunter Biden's story was censored. The New York Post had a big story today, but you didn't see it on Twitter or Facebook. Twitter this evening tweeted its explanation for censoring a post exposure exposure on Hunter Biden earlier in the day, which made it impossible for the article to be shared via Twitter or even direct message. Facebook also limited access to the story. According to Twitter Safety, the article, which purported to share evidence that Biden had arranged a meeting between his father and a Ukrainian businessman containing images that include personal and private information like email addresses and phone numbers, which violate our rules. Furthermore, Twitter Safety said since 2018, the centralized platform had a policy against links or images of hacked material themselves. The New York Post responded that Twitter... Twitter's assertions that the story relied on hacker material, a basis claim. The article in question shares an alleged email message from an advisor from Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company whose board Hunter Biden uh, Biden served on. The message reads, Thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet your father and and spent some time together. There's no evidence showing that the meeting took place. You may remember Burisma and Hunter Biden from their role in Donald Trump's impeachment, which hinged on Trump's allegedly looking for the Ukrainian government to provide political dirt on the elder Biden, who was then running for the Democratic presidential nominee. Trump had heard that while serving as vice president, Joe Biden had pressured Ukrainian to fire the country's lead uh, prosecutor who was looking into Burisma. Trump presumed that Joe Biden was doing favors for his son. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So, Hunter Biden, huh? Interesting. Oh, wow, that's it. That's it, Kryptonauts. We're done. No more news for the day. That was quick. Um, so, with that said, um, check out some referral links that I have linked below. If you want to uh, earn crypto on your crypto, I highly recommend Celsius Network. Yeah. So, with that said, I'll uh, hopefully see you on Discord. And I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.